Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to Oz Business Australia's only live streaming business and markets channel. Great to have your company for the next hour or so on the call where we take Teddy or stocks uh, that have been suggested by you and put them to our two gurus. Big welcome to Chris McDonald from uh, from Morgan's. Chris, good to Chris see you. How are you? Henry Jennings. Markets <laughs> <laughs> today. Gee, I found out a lot about Henry Jennings <laughs> over the weekend. Well, there you You're go, a bit John. of a singer. I am a bit of a singer. With the band. I am. Who told you that? And oh, I'm not, not telling <laughs> and, um, and your genre is ska. A uh, bit of ska, a bit of punk, a bit of 80s alternate UK stuff. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And yeah. you still get the band together? Yeah, apparently. actually, our drummer is just coming back from the UK. He's in isolation right. at the Amora. He had to go back for family reasons. And his two weeks is up. Today, I think it is, so right. he gets let out of his two-week quarantine. Isn't so it? we should be getting the band back together soon for a bit of a jam. Yeah, awesome. so hidden talents. Chris, have you got a hidden talent that can... I can't sing. I wish I could. you can lead, That's sing it. a band? Yeah, Millie Vanilli. I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> <laughs> With the lip syncing. I'll carry the stage. Okay. The Osbys Christmas party, though. Oh, I think we've just sorted it out. And we're very cheap. Yeah, yeah, um, we'll do it for zip. Now you sing it with uh, another lady, do you as well? Um, no, no, that was that was an iteration ago. But right. um, our drummer works for GPT, and we've right. got two of the guys from Annabelle Music who play with us. So oh, fantastic! Yeah, but Elvis Costello, always fun. Oh, look, our sort of music, I yeah, think. Absolutely. All right, there you go. And he's also good at uh, analysing stocks as well. So, <laughs> what doesn't he do in this uh, in this world? All right, um, before we get into your 10 stocks, let's take a look at uh, stock of the day. Thought we'd take a look at Pure Foods Tasmania. Went to uh, IPO uh, only recently, despite markets wading through the peak of the pandemic. Yesterday, the company released full year report to the market, recording a rise in revenue, but still a pretty steep loss. Launched an online store under the Pure Food brand with a large selection of Tasmanian produce and has seen 100% growth since launching. Michael Cooper, the MD of Pure Foods Tasmania, um, joined Ausbiz a little earlier today to talk about the results. Let's have a quick look. Us was basically contribute to the, um, the high fees paying to listing expenses. Um, operating um, underlying um, EBITDA was 41,000 um, positive versus a, a loss last year of uh, 334,000. So I was pretty happy about what we achieved, excluding the, uh, the listing expenses. So overall, great result, 13% up in revenue. Um, the entities themselves, like we own two operating entities, Tazpato and Woolwich Smokehouse. Uh, Tazpato was up 21%, um, EBITDA was up 80% in, in the bottom line, so that was very successful. Woolwich Smokehouse was relatively flat, we're doing a bit of restructure there, but it had a positive EBITDA of 22K. So overall, um, very, very positive and very happy we had the business tracking. Little business been going for a while, decided to list. Um, um, Henry, would you, it's not, not really an ag business, it's more a retail business, food retail business, isn't it? Uh, have their pate and their smokehouse. Yeah, and dairy-free cheese they're pushing into. I mean, this is a big kind of thing, I guess, at the moment in terms of we've got WOA wide open ag, which is doing uh, you know protein-based meat yep. substitutes and various other things. So they, these businesses are really kind of, I guess they're coattailing on the back of some of these big US businesses like Beyond Meat. And of course, Tasmania is clean, green and fantastic mm. from that. It's good brand, isn't it? It's a good brand. Um, it is only a small cap. I mean, it's $26 million market cap. Right. They've got big plans. Big plans tend to cost money, marketing dollars. I mean, it's, it's, it's great to say, hey, there's a $3 billion market waiting for us. But, you know, there's a lot of players in that market already. Yep. So you need some big marketing dollars and some budgets to get in there. Um, it's, you know, it's a bit thin at the moment. Um, but, you know, it looks interesting, that's for sure. But 
I think it, for me it's just a little bit of early days. Right. Let's see a few runs on the board. It's it's okay to announce great big markets out there, but you know we can all do that. Um, yeah. You know, there's yeah, seven yeah. billion people on Facebook, and yeah. I haven't got any. The of those addressable guys. market. The addressable market. <laughs> oh, I've got yeah. three hundred people that like me. So, yeah, that's you right. Know, it's, it's, uh, you know, the addressable market thing is always a good thing. But so worth worth watching. Worth watching. I mm. guess that the one of the issues, of course, is the. Um, the problem issues that we have at the moment with, with China, there's a little bit of yep. um, angst going a bit of tension. on. tension. A little bit of tension, <laughs> and we saw barley being uh, knocked back as well, and we've seen beef uh, from one, uh, one abattoir this week um, also being stopped. So, you know, A2 does it very well because they look as, they try and pretend they're, well, they are a New Zealand company. So, yep. so they play on that more than the, uh, the Australianness. Well. But, okay. but this one's, you know, it's got promise, but a bit small at the moment. Okay, Chris? I love this business. I think sometimes you've got to look at the people behind it. A lot of the management and major shareholders were the guys that saw Bellamy's from zero to a $4 billion oh. takeout. So okay. this is part of a roll-up strategy. They've launched with the pate, they've launched with the, uh, uh, the trout and the salmon, but they're pushing into Woolies more recently and you'll see more of a rollout there into those uh, take-home ready-to-eat packs. Of course, right. with COVID people, Yep. Not going out more, and uh, if you go into somewhere like the UK uh, or Japan, you see a lot of these ready-to-eat meals ready to go. And a Woolies Metro is more and more; it's not just sushi these days. I expect they'll acquire more businesses. They'll look at some really interesting uh, Tasmanian beverages, and they'll become this all-thing high-margin, clean, green Tasmanian uh, export to mainland Australia, and then right. global export. So. They will need more capital, expect more raisings along the way, so I wouldn't go in too much. They've recently spiked to 75, they're back about 58, but if you backing management, and generally that's how you uh, really see rewards. Because they've been around a while, haven't they? They, they yeah. have indeed, and, and yeah. really this was a, an opportunity to list with a couple of established products, but continue to add to that right. suite over time. Okay. So. Uh, it's one of those ones for the assertive investors, buy a few and in five years time it could be an A2 or Bellamy's kind of execution. So really right. plenty of upside there. Okay. Expect them to make some uh, uh, earnings okay. and creative acquisitions right. uh, in the next couple of months. Okay, an interesting one to follow mm. through on that one. All right, let's start getting into uh, into your stocks that you've suggested. Chris Tony wants a view on Monodelphus, the, uh, the big engineering services business um, operated in Australia, but also in New Zealand, China, basically in the resources, energy and infrastructure area. Uh, best of breed in this sector, isn't it? It is. It was certainly along with Wally Parsons, the two that you would hold on to tightly during the GFC because they had that breadth. They had access to the capital markets and, and they sailed through. I guess we're having a mini GFC in that space, a shorter, sharper kind of environment, yep. but playing in resources and energy engineering, construction and maintenance. I expect them to rebound over time. They're probably a hold at this level. The dividend was cut almost in half. Uh, the, the flip side is their cash balance sheet's good. They've got 200 in the bank. They just won 1.2 billion in new contracts since July 1. So uh, the momentum is improving there. Uh, they are a resilient business. And I guess if you're willing to hold them for three or four years, you'll get rewarded. But I don't think you have to chase the stock. These sort of stocks tend to lag by at least a year, the recovery in resources. Right. So while we've seen BHP, Fortescue uh, and others rebound, you expect these ones to really lag because there's still a lot of price pressure. They're price takers and just happy to have a, a job at the moment, so to yeah. speak, like a lot of us. Yep, okay. Henry? Um, yeah, I mean, this is, this is the sort of the Goliath in the mining services space, that's for yeah. sure. Um, and these guys are really tight with BHP and Rio and the iron ore space in WA. The problem I have with them, and I, I think it's a great business and it's run really well, and, and Rob and his team have done a fantastic job over the years. They've currently fallen out a little bit with Rio over a fire. There's a legal action. a bit of a legal claim. Now, yeah. it's not insubstantially. I think it's 400 odd million, 490 odd yeah. million yeah. is the claim that Rio's making against Monodelphus. Now, now when, when, when mates fall out, and Rio and, and, and mm -hmm. Monodelphus are good mates, yep. and BHP and Monodelphus are good mates. When mates fall out, that, that to me sends a little bit of a, a signal that maybe all is 
not so well with the relationship. Yeah. Iron ore is strong as 10 men, so they've got plenty yeah. of work going on there as BHP, Rio and, and Fortescue to some extent all try and ratchet up production to take advantage of these high prices. So that's good. Margins were better coming through from their results than people were going for. Has bounced well off the bottom, but I'm just a little bit concerned. Mm. They've, got some, they've got reinsurance on the back of this. I think it only covers them about 150 mil. So that there's a potentially a big hole. So that could, if they could settle that for whatever, yeah. I mean, we all make ambit claims yeah. uh, and these sorts of things. So if they could settle that for and get back on track with that relationship, that would certainly be a positive. But, but for me, show, not just the financial, it is the relationship with a the big re- customer. It's the relationship. <laughs> if if your be- one of your best customer is suing you for four hundred ninety-three yeah. million, and it makes nasty. it makes Friday drinks a smidge awkward. <laughs> I would suggest. <laughs> Um, so, um, you know, when they when they gathered around the back of the Ute on a Friday in the middle yeah, of the yeah. Pilbara and they're talking about the contracts, it just make, it's just the kind of it's the elephant in the room, isn't yes. it? Um, yep. So for me, it's it's a hold at the moment because of that. If they could get a satisfactory outcome to that, yep. um, any outcome really, you know, if it was they settled for two fifty and everyone got back to the opening the VBs, then that would be fantastic, right. um, and that would be a bit of a catalyst. That, but at the moment, it's a hold. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you for that, Tony, for that suggestion. Now, um, Henry Robb has asked for a view on IWF, IWF, the big uh, portfolio management um, administration, being the news the last couple of days, done the, the deal with National Australia Bank by the look of it to buy MLC. Um, is that going to be good for IWF? I don't know. I always get concerned when I see the word transformational. Right. <laughs> you know, transformational, you know, it, it's a... Or Perpetua, a com- or Perpetual a, were using that just a couple of weeks ago, weren't well, they? Well, were using that when they bought the US business, right. transformational, and now they're looking at demerging the US yeah. business because it's been so tricky. Um, it, I mean, it, it puts IWF, the Independent Order of Odd Fellows, which is such yeah. a wonderful name, yeah. IFL, um, in the big league. I mean, these guys are now the biggest gorilla on the block and they go past AMP. And this is respect. a massive purchase for them, isn't it? This is a massive purchase. 1.44 billion, mm. I think it yeah. is. Mm. A billion dollar rights issue to, to, to get the money. And, and I guess the problem is, this, this business has been on the block for a long time. Mm. Um, a lot of the advisors with MLC will have been making sure that they've got a rucksack packed that has a parachute in it. Yeah. And the problem with financial services business is to some extent that the, the assets are transportable. They walk out the door every night and they get in the lift and they go down. Not, not so much yep. anymore because they probably just walk around to the kitchen from, <laughs> from, their, uh, from their home office. But um, that is a concern. There was some reports in the papers today that uh, one or two of the MLC advisors had already been uh, walking yep. or, um, and been making other plans. So that, that is a risk. It is transformational. It's big. It's massive. For me, it's it's risky. It's not exactly um, it's not exactly without problems. And, and, and pushing two cultures together, especially mm. in financial services, which is not unknown for its big egos, um, I think is is problematic. So um, I think I'd be happy to sit on the sidelines at the moment just to make sure that they can bed it down, they can merge it all uh, and make it all, uh, you know, get those synergies that they want and I guess retain the the key people in the business. And that is the issue, isn't it? And we've seen this time and time again over the years that some big financial services group or financial advisory group will sell out and the founders and the owners actually take a big whack and then all of the advisors who actually own the clients, the yep. relationship isn't yep. between the brand name um, and the client, it's between that individual advisor. Yep. Go, yep. well, I'm not getting anything out of that. No. I'll, I'll go next yep. door to the other network. I mean, MLC is a fantastic name, and these, these two are the logical kind of fit. Right. Um, and okay. there, there's also, you know, that oh, there's, um, so that there is a lot of logic to putting the two together. Right. But at the moment, you know, you've got to back management and say, OK, you, yes, you can do this. But I just hate that word transformational right. because um, there's many a slip between cup and lip. Yep. And um, it's, yeah. you know, it doesn't stand out as, wow, this is fantastic. The, the whole landscape in financial services is in upheaval. We've got AMP now doing a strategic review, uh, yet another one, and Macquarie going, Hello. There's some bits yeah. that we might like, and a few other players yeah. lurking around as well. So it's it's you know it's been up in the air mm. since the Hain Royal Commission, to be honest. Yep. Chris, what do you think? Well, unfortunately, I'm probably a seller of IWF. Uh, if you were to look at you know your top five financial services businesses to own, 
because you yeah. can sell and buy shares whenever you want. Yeah. It's not going to make that top five. I agree on the transformational. If they say it's <laughs> one year in their shiny new presentation, <laughs> it's three at least. Yeah. Uh, we've seen the problems of trying to turn around a sinking ship while plugging holes in, in, in AMP and they are in the same space. Yep. Uh, I think NAB will be relieved that they've got it off their books and got a little bit of cash that they can redeploy. Their uh, CET1 capital's actually gone up, so that's actually a win for NAB, right. notwithstanding the price uh, was probably lower than they wanted. So for me, it's a question of, do you need to own it? Are they gonna pay you with fully frank dividends to own it? There's enough uncertainty in the market and the global economy without taking on this this whole, how do you bring two opposing cultures together and yeah. get it humming and extract all those synergies and that revenue when uh, you know a lot of the advisors are nervous and flighty as it is. So mm. you, you're not even guaranteeing what you're buying is what you're gonna have in three years. So yeah. for me, unfortunately, you know it's trading down near the entitlement price now already. It's off today, ex-entitlement. I think it's one that you're going to unfortunately take the loss and look look elsewhere. There are, there are some quite good alternatives, aren't there? Oh, yeah. In that space as well. There's plenty of alternatives, as yeah. I said. If, if if that makes you top five, I'd sort of just have another look. Yeah. Mm. Who's in because, your top five? Well, I think right at the top um, is at the begin. Macquarie, for me, of the banks um, yeah. is probably where you want to be. And why? Because it's banking to global infrastructure, and that's where yeah. the growth is. They're well diversified. They're not dragged down by a lot of uh, the, the issues out of the Royal Commission. They took their medicine uh, beforehand, yep. if we remember. So I'm, I'm a buyer of that if there's any sell-off in September where we might get yeah. a little And if you're in, um, interested in investment management, you've got Magellan, you've got a whole bunch sure. of them. Sure, you've got you? uh, so. a whole bunch of them, some of which are trading at really big sort of discounts at the moment. The things yep. like Platinum and uh, Pendle yeah. haven't yeah. really performed, and even uh, Janus Henderson as well, if you want that yep. sort of UK exposure yep. to. Yeah, okay. Everyone seems to be getting bigger uh, with this sort of stuff. <laughs> well, they were all getting bigger, the banks. Yeah, they've yeah. spent the last four years getting smaller. So yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. bigger is not yeah, always better, as right. we've found in financial we've services. We've got IWF from Perpetual on the, on the acquisition in the last couple of weeks. Um, all right. Um, our next stock has been suggested by Jaden. And uh, Chris, it's Atlas Arteria, the old Macquarie Atlas Roads. Mm. Um, Basically, tollways got a couple in the United States, France, and Germany yep. as well. Europe's fourth largest motorway group. It is, and, and obviously, we're very tempted to have a look at transurban being the yeah, Australian domicile the alternative. I guess for us, we've probably got more moving parts with border closures and what's happening in Victoria. And yes, they've got a few assets now in North America as well. I don't mind Atlas. So you've got to make a claim that uh, interest rates are going to remain low for at least three years. The RBA's come out and said that. So their cost of borrowing is very, very low. I believe they're currently trading with uh, no debt, which is uh, fantastic for a business like that, which is used to actually gearing to make money. Uh, and we actually expect that over the next couple of years, their yield will probably rise to about six and a half, seven percent straight yield. So right. for those yield-based investors, that looks pretty good. Obviously, the EU seemed to be a little bit more uh, collaborative than the current states in Australia in terms of allowing uh, traffic flow. Uh, France and Germany's rebounded strongly, and we expect that their uh, Dallas, uh, Washington uh, sort of uh, asset to also rebound. So I don't mind that one. I think it's a it's a sensible business for those yield hungry investors looking at. Uh, what for at least the next few years is pretty reliable in terms of traffic numbers and they have the financial balance sheet if we do have another COVID flare up to poten mm. potentially buy out some strategic uh, yep. distressed assets. So okay. I like them. Henry? Um, this is all about the French. Yeah. And it always is about the French, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> to the French. Yeah. Um, I mean, th these guys, as you say, they've got the fourth largest motorway network in Europe. Provided we don't see coronavirus numbers spike <coughs> and, and the, you know, the accompanying problems economically in Europe, then this should be okay. I, I, I like the stock. This is a well-managed, good long-term mm -hmm. asset manager. Um, it used to be called um, colloquially Bad Mig. Um, <laughs> it, was, it, it was once known as Bad Mig and was trading at 50, 60 cents. It was an absolute dog of a business. Wow. It has resurrected its uh, reputation, changed its name, even changed its manager because Macquarie is no longer part of it as has been reflected in the name change from Macquarie yeah. Atlas Rose to Atlas Arterial. Um, it's a good business. 
the French road is, is the key to it, the US road is a bit, yeah, and the U, UK yeah. road is a bit yeah, as well. Um, so the, the, the main game is, um, is, is the French motorway mm. network. Um, it's been going okay, mainly because there's a lot more lorries on, on the roads yeah. as, as opposed to small cars and lorries paying much bigger fees. So every time it goes boop, or in the case of France, when you chuck the money in the in the mm. tin, yeah. um, it, it's it's a good business. It's it's probably a hold at these levels only because there's some concerns, obviously, about the spikes that we're seeing in the numbers in uh, in Europe. There's no mentions of lockdowns, but it's still a question of right. confidence in people getting out no. there and driving and people Europeans um, moving seem around to be the place. Sort of okay, let's keep it open. Well, that, that, and a bit of herd immunity at the moment. Well, they're the, going down that track. Immunity by privilege, I think, yeah. is, is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also yep. weather related. You know, it, it's it's very hard when the, the, the sun is shining and it's beautiful weather in Greece, Spain, Portugal, or wherever. Yeah. Um, to go, oh no, we're not going on holidays this year. Yeah, yeah. No, we're not. We're not doing that. We're going to stay here and watch Netflix. Yeah. That changes as we head towards winter. autumn and winter. Yeah. And if it's still a, a major factor with no vaccine, no um, no serious sort of uh, hope yeah. there, then that will sort of people will hunker down again. I suspect, right. and they will yeah. have to live with um, transurban v atlas. Um, or are they or are they just different? And you can have them both. No, I think I think you can have them both. Right. Um, Transurban has got more global ambitions now under right. Scott Charlton. Uh, he's done a great job. It's a great business. You know, Transurban is a great business. Every time you go through that thing and it goes boop. Mm. You know, I came across yeah, the bridge today and it goes boop. Uh, and the bridge is the cheap one. Yeah. What, right. what I find extraordinary, <laughs> I remember driving on the Hills Motorway as it was then before it became the M2 when it first opened, opening day um, with a guy from... Um, one of the big fund managers and our, our analyst at Macquarie, and the, 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 it was $2.50. I mean, it was free that day, but it was $2.50. Now it's $7.50. Now, this, 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 this show, the but you don't even this, see it, do you? you? Don't even, that's, that's the beauty of it. As soon yeah. as they stopped having to throw the money in, yeah. in the thing, um, it's just great, because every year it goes up by 4%, yeah. come what may. It's not yeah. CPI. Uh, no. It's it's 4% or no, CPI. So it's, and it's North great. Connects will flow and it's, really yeah, multiply great. the effects. So with West Connects. So in that sense, uh, it's a great business. So it's trading at, at quite an expensive multiple uh, yeah. transurban. So right. again, it's probably a whole not a buy. But they're right. good businesses for those income starved people out there if you're willing to hold for three years. Yep. They're not okay. trading businesses. All right. So a yes from Chris on Atlas Arteria, a hold from yes. Henry. And that takes it out of the calls portfolio. Oh, sorry. Uh, oh, don't apply. That's great. That's, a, that's, a, that's why we have it. Right, okay. It's terrific because it just reinforces to people that companies and opinions change constantly and you've got to keep being aware and learning about the investments you're in. That's why we, we started this portfolio. So we'll check in halfway through and see how it's going. Um, but um, that's, that's really interesting and great comments. And uh, appreciate your suggestion there, Jaden. All right. Uh, Jesse Henry wants a view on Whisper. Um, this is one of these big cloud-based sort of uh, work management workflow systems, aren't they? That There are a few on the market at the moment. Is there's, this... there's, a, there's a myriad of them. Yeah, I, I love reading right. the, the, um, the, the company descriptions because they're just brilliant. <laughs> so, somebody from Investor Relations has just had a field day. It provides a communication workflow platform that automates communication between organisations and people. Mm. That's actually one of the simpler ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, Whisper hasn't been around uh, for a long time. It's no. done pretty well. It's had a really good bounce. Results recently, pretty good. Um, it's got a strong cash balance, around 15 million bucks. Has had a bit of a pullback recently, as has, I guess it falls into... Uh, the problem with our tech sector is it's so... Um, it's so narrow compared to the US. Yeah. Uh, they do kind of get that rarity value, the scarcity, and, and people pile in. Uh, and Whisper, I guess, is one of those that yeah. people have piled into. I, I think there's a, probably a little bit more downside to come short term, right. especially given uh, some of the unwinding of the buy now, pay later stocks. Now, yeah. I know it's completely unrelated, yeah. but it still has a kind of a, a psychological effect because the tech stocks get kind of lumped into the basket mm. together. Mm. Um, so I wouldn't be charging in here. I'd just be a little bit cautious. But certainly the results are above expectations. Good cash balance, mm. good business. Okay. Um, it's got a good, nice code, good name. It's got, yep. you know, obviously, it's got the right kind of name for being a tech stock. But um, for me, it's just run a little bit too hard, too quickly. Uh, I'd like to see a bit of consolidation. And maybe, okay. maybe the tech stocks, are, uh, we're starting to see some of the air come out of 
one part of the tech sector, which is the buy now, pay laters. Yep. Maybe we'll start to see that kind of everyone go, well, okay, well, I've got out of those now. I should probably look what at else do I look some at? of the other software as a service companies, some of the platform stocks. Are they extended, overextended, like buy now, pay later was? Is there a, a potential right. for a disruption okay. there? So just right. a little bit cautious, I think, on that one. Mm. Chris? Yeah, I'm probably a take profit, sell if I own them now. Uh, they had a fantastic run. Really one of those key beneficiaries of COVID-19, uh, government messages, communication out to constituents, of course, uh, companies quickly dusting off their protocols as well and utilising Whisper for the first time. So they really benefited from that scenario. Uh, having said that, I think, again, governments and companies will need to have this system moving forward, uh, but that will require consolidation and we won't get that same sugar hit. And, and really part of that rise in the share price that it would go on forever. And I think we're going to see an increase in their revenue moving forward. If they get 10, 20% growth on, on uh, this half's earnings in the next half, that's a great result, but it doesn't justify the share price. So I'm probably a seller here and start right. picking them up below $4, which would be a healthy pullback in the stock after yep. a fantastic run. Yeah, you just see that 12-month run. It yeah. did, almost didn't have a March pullback. Yeah. It sort no, of kept going on and then, then took off. Cruise through. Which is, okay. Yep. Jesse, there you go. Um, our fifth stock, uh, Chris Downer EDI, one of the... The big names on the market been around a long time. Yeah, look, they play in everything, don't they? Whereas they road, rail, power, events, hospitality, they've got uh, uh, a big slice of any government money going around. They're, they're a beast. Uh, and they're a beast that uh, has had a few things that have pulled them back in recent times. Look, I still like this business. It's probably still a buy here. Uh, we expect that events hospitality to pick up. They've got a lot of government support there. They just won, uh, I think the other day, $320 million contract with another piece of the MBN rollout. They continue uh, to deliver. Uh, they didn't pay a dividend this half, but we expect them to reinstate dividends next month. So again, they've been hit by COVID like any other business. The difference with these guys is again, um, their ability to execute in tough times. I think their mining services uh, maintenance yep. side of things will pick up and a, a lot of that infrastructure spend that's only going to be accelerated by state governments, they'll benefit as well. It's a, it's a funny company, is it? Because they own Spotless too, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got mining services <laughs> yeah. and then catering and you go, well, well, I suppose feeding mining cams might go into it, but <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> obviously... That piece is the vulnerable piece now, but if yeah. they execute that and get that right, that's obviously mm. really going to uh, help them into the Rebound. new year. Yeah. What do you reckon, Henry? I could probably do with the name change to upper rather than downer. <laughs> uh, but um, it, it's, it's kind of been flatlining a bit like that old mm. movie with uh, Kiefer Sullivan years ago. Um, it just needs the shot of something to, to, to jolt it back into life. Um, clearly, it's been a, a major problem for them in terms of COVID with the spotless business, with yep. the events and hospitality. I mean, that, that, that is a given. Um, they are winning government contracts. They are exposed to the infrastructure side of things, which is really good. And when we come out of this, we're going to see more stimulus in that respect. Um, so it, it's a buy from me, yep. but I'm not sure what the catalyst is just yet. As Chris and I were sort of laughing about, they haven't quite even got spotless. Yeah, they're, right. they're up to 99.7% or something. <laughs> and they're still having to you know, stuff around and send out letters and try and get the last little bit yeah. of spotless, which is weird. I had an email from a member the other day saying, you know, what am I doing with my spotless? And I'm thinking, well, mate, it's kind of that game's finished. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sell uh, it and move on. Yeah, yeah. So, but it has been flatlining. I, I like the stock. I think it's kind of one of those sleeper exposed mm stocks um, so it, it's definitely a buy from me but it just needs the um, you know it needs the paddles yep. put onto its chest and everyone shout yep. clear and something happens uh, whether <laughs> that's whether that's the selling of its, its it's been looking at getting out of mining services whether that's the events and hospitality business starting to rev back up again that's going to take a while i think let's yep. be fair um, they've also got a laundry business that they were trying to sell um, now laundry you would imagine is doing pretty well in this environment yep. given that uh, you know we all need to uh, to be much more conscious of our hygiene hospitals etc yep. and medical facilities so um it, it's a buy. Okay. I just want to know what the, what the paddles yeah, are. Yeah, it is. Be. And Koshi, I think when we talk about these things, every investor says they've got a three to five year investment horizon, but they want stocks to move in 14 seconds. Yeah, yeah. And this is an example of a stock. You've just got to back the execution, the business model, 
and be willing to own it for three years, which is actually yeah. your investment horizon, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Might not go up 5% the yeah. next week. Doesn't mean it's a bad stock. So it's not zip. It's not no. going to go up 50% in a week. But no, no. It's not going to come down 50% no, a week. No, again, <laughs> it's a great business. You put it in a core portfolio. It, it will give you the diversity that you're looking right. for. And it's got a lot of long-term tailwinds to it. Okay. So uh, two ticks for Downer EDI. That goes into the uh, calls portfolio, which we've been <laughs> tracking since July 1. Uh, Atlas Arterial uh, has dropped out. Uh, just to recap the first five stocks, uh, Pure Foods, um, a yes from Chris, uh, uh, a no from Henry, but watch it a bit too early. Uh, a hold from both of them on Monodelphus. Um, IWOF, uh, a no from Chris. Uh, Henry's going to watch to see how they gobble up MLC to see if it uh, is successful. Uh, Atlas Arterial, a yes for yield investors um, from Chris Ahold from Henry. Whisper, uh, a no, um, but we also have uh, Downer EDI with uh, unanimous consensus. So all the stocks, they get two ticks, two thumbs up from our experts. We stick in the, the calls portfolio. Let's see how it's been going uh, for the week. Down three, per, uh, down one and three quarter percent. Uh, that's probably uh, because Zip was added um, uh, last week. Uh, just over three and three, uh, around five percent increase for the month, and nine and a half percent since July one. Now, recently, over the last week or two, uh, Telstra has been added um, because remember, which surprised me, both more uh, Nathan and Gorav said. Andy Penn is doing a pretty reasonable job uh, at the moment. It's uh, got a good future, which is interesting. Uh, Zero has been added. Clean away waste management, uh, Brickworks and Aristocrat um, dropping off uh, Atlas Arterial and Auckland International Airport. So it's a bit of fun watching that. If you, you can check all of the stocks in the portfolio, head to osbiz.co forward slash portfolio and we'll be updating it. Uh, every day to see how it's going. Coming up next, uh, next hour on the Pulse, uh, Vimy Resources Chief Executive Mike Young, who is about to uh, break ground on a uranium mine in Western Australia. He tells us about the opportunity. That's next hour on Ausbiz. All right, let's get into uh, the second half of the call. And Kate uh, wants to view uh, Chris on carsales.com, the big online car advertising, but digital advertising business. Yeah, it's interesting. It's done pretty well. Yeah. I mean, and what a great recovery from uh, March where everything was being sold off uh, pretty much by half. I think they've uh, almost uh, doubled since then. Looking fairly fully valued. We've got a price target of about 19, so a definite hold oh, here. Right. It is a quality platform. It is the platform if you want to sell a car. Uh, they benefited from an uptick in uh, used car sales. People being a little bit more conscious, notwithstanding that there were all manner of deals for the uh, the new car sales trying yep. to get them away. Um, for me, I guess the next leg, it's no longer just an Australian company. In fact, a lot of their business and their growth is over in Central and South America. Mm. So when you're looking at places like Argentina, particularly Brazil, Chile, Mexico, they're still in COVID mode. And, and while they're doing that, a lot of people aren't moving around, definitely not looking at moving. They don't need to move, mm -hmm. buying and selling cars. So that's probably the next leg to justify these sort of PEs. It's not a cheap stock now at 21. Yeah. Uh, so for me, it's a hold. It is a quality business. One of the best platform businesses out there. Uh, if you're looking at them up against Seek and uh, um, um, realestate.com. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. It's been a great performer for a long time. So given that recent rally, I'm probably on the hold side, okay. but a great business. Henry? It has uh, been going nuts. And who would have mm. thought that people bored at home would be looking at buying cars <laughs> <laughs> and other things? Who would have thought? I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, car sales have been actually going pretty well. Yeah. Um, it's, it's been pretty buoyant. I, I guess, you know, it's this bifurcation of the, of the economy where people that have markets and ha have money and jobs Yep. Are, are spending it. If you're not going and spending your money on a big expensive holiday to, uh, to Europe, go and buy a car. Yep. Um, and then you've got a whole group of younger generational people that have got the, the JobKeeper or, or yep. whatever mm. stimulus program. And have never been through a recession before. And have never been through a recession <laughs> yeah, exactly. before. And it's, it's, all, it's passing them by this time as well yep. because they're being supported by the government to, yep. to a great extent. So um, I think this, for me, this is still a buy. Um, right. It has got that okay. South American exposure. It has yep. got that Korean exposure. I was just perusing car sales last night idly 
um, as I do from time to time. And they do these little videos now, and they're oh, yeah. very cool little videos. They're really easy to, I, I don't mm. know if you've seen them, but they're really mm. easy to do. Yep. Um, there must be some AI algorithm that just basically spit, has the pictures of the car and then puts in little cool captions and makes it into a video. So that they're obviously developing the platform. The platform's good. They are the, the dominant player in yep. the sector. There's nobody else there. Car sales, I had some friends the other day who wanted to go and buy a new car. Had to wait 11 weeks even for a Mazda. Wow. They were just going, they, the, the dealers were busy as 10 men. They couldn't, yeah. you know, people are That's out a good there sign. spending money on home renovations, they're spending money on cars, they're spending money on things. And road trips, let's face it, it's the only thing we can do now. Yeah. Yeah. We, can't, we can't fly anywhere. <laughs> no. um, if you fly somewhere, you might not be able to get back. You might yeah. just be stuck there. So, yeah. you know, road trips, cars, we've seen that with BAP. Uh, with BAPCorp, we've seen it with ARB, we've seen it with AP Eagers, all mm. these companies, even you know, little the, the motorcycle holdings and things, yep. people are buying stuff. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, people get bored in lockdown. Yep. They've got money, yep. they've got time, yep. they research, they look yep. at car sales. I guess, guess the question for me is can they keep <coughs> buying at this level? Mm. Of people use those 100% tax offsets for July, people yep. that were going to buy already buy, and then as we get to this drop off effect, uh, with small businesses and job keeper, job seeker getting harder, yep. um, whether there's just a little bit of an ease back on that. Time will tell. And, and I mean, it is an amazing platform. Mm. We've got a whole, basically two generations of Australians who have never been through a recession. And that this could be a doozy. <laughs> well, I, I think um, people are using the, the yeah, recession. You know, we're still waiting for the house price drop. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I, I talk to real estate people around in the Northern Beaches and, and they're, oh, yeah. saying no, they're that, busier than ever. No, yeah. that's a bit of a bubble. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> talk, talk to them in the cities. <laughs> well, the, the cities are being hollowed <laughs> out. Closer in. Yeah. Yeah, the cities yeah, are still yeah. being hollowed out. And, the, you know, there's yeah. a lot of rental properties out there. Absolutely. I, I know this from personal Huge. experience. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you for that uh, suggestion, Kate. Um, next one, Henry from Steve. Uh, people infrastructure. It's a uh, human resources outsourcing business. Um, basically, they do uh, payroll, recruiting, contracting, rostering uh, for major corporates. But um, in the healthcare area, IT and um, and uh, specialist services. So. Again, it, it's you know it's only a two hundred and fifty million dollar company, so it's not huge. Yeah, um, it's very well run, got good management. They've got a good niche there. Um, clearly, it has been affected by COVID, but they have adapted, and their platform and their business model, which I think has been yep. good. Um, at these kind of levels, what are we now? Two eighty. It's a, it's a smidge on the high side for right. my liking, but um, it, it's certainly if it dropped back to sort of two to two forty. Um, it would be interesting again, but they have done a pretty good job in what has been a quite a tough environment, I guess, supplying right. um, staff to yeah. you know, hospitality, nursing homes, et cetera, et cetera. It's outsourcing your HR, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's outsourcing your staff. HR. It's yep. got really good management. They, they know what they're doing. I think the management's got a lot of skin in the game oh, from okay. memory. Um, can be a little bit of liquid from time to time, yeah. but um, good business and has mm. pivoted. That's another word that we've used in the, in yeah. COVID. Pivot, pivoted <laughs> quite well. Pivoted nimbly. Pivoted yeah. nimbly. Um, <laughs> but for me, it's just maybe a smidge on the expensive okay. side just at the moment, share price wise. Sure, Chris. I think you can still buy it, but certainly it was a lot more fun at two dollars a share or even <laughs> below that. Uh, it is a quality business. We've still got a three dollar thirty price target, twelve oh. month out. So we do see upside. How they're going to get there? M um, and A. I think they've got the balance sheet. They will right. pick up a lot of smaller players, roll them up into their systems uh, and infrastructure to execute. I think almost forty percent of their business is NDIS, which is obviously pretty mm. rock solid government yeah. funding. Uh, they've rebounded it in terms of a lot of the contracted uh, nursing and, and hospital work. Uh, they are a little bit exposed on the, uh, the hospitality side, but not too badly. Uh, but it's really, again, quality management doing uh, that contracting outsourcing, which is a long-term trend. And given uh, the CFOs around the world will be looking at trying to reduce costs, particularly in Australia, that'll be another tailwind for them. So. Uh, for me, it's uh, further acquisitions and, and they will require capital at some stage. Uh, so any pullback at 240, I, I'd be very, very right. happy by. But I think you can still buy them here, but uh, don't expect uh, the same rebound that we've had uh, leading up to those results that came sure. out better than expected. Okay. All right, Kenny uh, wants a view on Omni Bridgeway. Now, 
it's a really long description of the business, but basically, by the sound, they sue people, do they? Um, <laughs> they do. They're the old IMF Bentham. <laughs> so they're, they're, they're the home of class actions. Class actions they're the home of, uh, you the know, lawyers. if there's big liquidations and uh, disgruntled employees, they will fund a lot of those uh, litigation processes. Yep. Uh, but not only in Australia, sort of globally, yeah, globally yeah. are they? They are. Yeah. They are. This is one of those businesses where it's really hard to give a recommendation. You almost, because they go in waves, they do get a couple of really big chunky uh, payouts. They could be, you know, 100 million, 200 million here, and they get a big right. part of that fee. Uh, so for me, if you see how it rolls there a little bit, I'd, mm. I'd, I'd be more comfortable seeing it a little bit lower. But uh, again, COVID's going to throw up a lot of unhappy people over yeah. the next couple of years. So expect that they will be fairly busy. So and do they do the big ones like the Aaron Brockovich type ones as well? Where maybe yeah. Well, yeah. to that yeah. level. Yeah. So they, they're happy to put their balance sheet to work. Right. Uh, they take the risk. They'll get all of the lawyers up there fronting. Uh, but they'll take a nice chunk of the fee. So, right. so okay. people in class actions are happy. They don't pay anything. Yeah. And they're only paying away something if they get something. So it's a pretty yeah. good model for everyone. Uh, it is a good business. And I think they probably next year coming into a more active season, if you like. Everything's right. a little bit on hold. Doesn't seem to be as many class actions as there usually is. But I'd expect that to pick up next year. So it's definitely on my watch list. I'm, I'm a holder at this point. Uh, again, I'd, I'd prefer to see it fall a little bit lower before I'm a buyer yep. uh, because they tend to have those lumpy moments. It's not sure. one you hold for three years. I think you buy when it's down and then they'll get a couple of big judgments and, and you'll see the share mm. price rocket up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not smart enough for this stock, to be honest. <laughs> you know, commercial litigation and funding uh, big lawsuits is... is it's tough work. They just lost one in the WA court, uh, 55 million bucks, I think, called WestGen, right. um, which the ruling's gone against them. You know, it is higgledy-piggledy. They win some, they lose some. These guys are obviously smart in terms of risk assessment, in, in terms of which cases they take and how much they actually are going to make out of them. Uh, you know, there's going to be a, a world of opportunity post-COVID to sue every man and his dog. So I'm sure these guys are going to be in there. But whether they throw caution to the wind and don't, um, don't complete as much risk assessment as they should, I don't know. But for me, I just, there's just easier stories, I think, than, right. than, than betting on a judge, mm. which, yep. is what, which is what you're doing. <laughs> you know, you're, yeah. you're betting on a judge and a jury. And, uh, yeah. and, and to me, that, that's just, you know, it's just too unknown. If, if you're right. going to start flipping coins on, on results of commercial litigation, you've got to be pretty smart and have that coin really yep. tilting in your favour. And I don't, I can't assess those odds, so I, I think I'd avoid it just okay. on, on the basis that it's just <coughs> above my just pay grade, to be honest. Yep. Mm. Okay. All right. Uh, what about capital health, um, uh, Henry? Um, imaging service in the healthcare business. Few of those around, aren't they? Yeah, um, right. They're radiologists, <laughs> yeah. uh, medical practitioners. <coughs> How do you see them? Um, it's had a pretty good bounce. I've got to say, I'd, I'd probably be a bit of a seller here, yeah. take some money off the table. As you say, David, there are an awful lot of these guys around yeah. diagnostic and, and imaging. Um, clearly, there's, there's a big need for it, but how much it's been disrupted by COVID mm. remains to be seen. People uh, are going to be a little And there less. are some big ones in the market. Too. And there there's are some big goliaths in yep. the market. This is, I think, 250-odd mm. million buck yeah. market cap. So there's some big boys out there. There's also some little boys. You, you know, you yeah. drive around suburbs and you'll see sort of um, family-run businesses, groups of doctors and, and pathologists and people getting together with small businesses. Yep. And they tend to get swallowed up by the, by the big guys as they roll them up. Uh, for me, this is probably sell at the moment, just take some profits off the table. Um, just because, yep. you know, I still think we've, we've got some way to run with COVID. We've got some way to run with diagnostic and imaging demand in this kind of environment. Are you going to want to rush into the nearest medical facility and get, get all your mm. scans done? Mm. Um, I don't know. But for me, yep. I think it's just run a little bit too hard. It's happy to sell. Okay. Chris? Look at that. They've been there or thereabouts for years looking at that chart. Yeah. Um, I'm in yep. the same camp. I'm more of a switch, so I would sell it. Um, in this end of the market, the smaller cap end, uh, I mean, those horse racing analogies can sometimes be used. I mean, if you look at the Melbourne Cup, have you ever had a bet on the Melbourne Cup and you've seen your horse leading past the post the first time, <laughs> right? That horse never actually wins. It's got out too early. If you had the opportunity to switch from that horse to someone back, you'd take it every day of the yeah, week. And I think yeah. that's the same with capital. It's had a good run. 
I would be switching into something else in a space with more sustainable earnings growth right. and its own little niche that they do it and do it better than anyone else. We follow one called Volpara Healthcare, right. VHT. Uh, they provide some really interesting imaging software in the mammogram space. There's 80 million mammograms in the US. They've already got 26% of the market, which they've got only in the last three years. And it's a need. They, they actually uh, help the specialists in two ways, to reduce the number of false negatives and false mm. positives, yep. which is a great outcome yeah. on both sides. Uh, high margin business, they recently raised money at $1.30. Um, you can see the revenue growth in the market penetration. Yep. They'll add out of the services uh, that they'll bet in. Uh, it's about a 500 million market cap business, so you're going up in terms yep. of the size. Yep. Yep. But they do it better than anyone else, and they've got the tick of approval in, in the US. And of course, there's a need to get mammograms every year. Right. So yep. for me, a switch like that makes perfect sense for an investor. Hmm. Take that run, move into one that hasn't run yet, where you can see three years of earnings growth. Yep, yep. good point. All right, Arjun, thank you for that uh, suggestion. And Chris, our final uh, stock to have a look at comes from uh, Jocelyn Flexi Group. The uh, financial Flexi group, who, group who wants to Flexi get into... Flexi Group, the original buy now, now pay, pay later. later. Yeah. That missed the whole boat. Where so, were they? Well, what about us? What about us? <laughs> we did it before anyone else. Well, you did and you didn't execute and people came and, and stole all of the goodies uh, and yeah. after pays at 23 billion market cap, even after the fall, half the size of yep. ANZ, yeah. uh, which is what, 150 years old, but there we go. Um, Flexi Group's an interesting business. It isn't just now in the buy now, pay later. I think where they will continue to have demand is in the vendor finance and helping SMEs yep. continue to, to control cash flow. But again, do we need to be in, in there? It's not best to breed in what they do. I'm probably a seller, even though it's come back a little bit. Uh, I think the sentiment around buy now, pay later will be muted for a while. It will recover yeah. because I think there's a reason why PayPal got involved because it's the way people want to transact and yeah. manage their money moving forward. So I don't think that play's gone, but I think the premium in the short term is, and if you're a third tier player that's missed the boat and flexi group, and then the uncertainty of what's going to happen with bad debts with Flexi Group. If they're providing a lot of this forward finance for small and medium enterprises into next year, do we see their bad debts um, pile up? Yeah. I don't know. And that's another unknown. We go back to we've got enough un unknowns in this market yeah. to, to take things on. I, okay. I'm just not excited about it, unfortunately, Jocelyn. So uh, I would be looking elsewhere. And by the sound of it, you'd take your profits on buy now, pay later. Get out of it. Well, I think we're going to see winners and losers out of that space. I think Afterpay is big enough. You saw today yeah. the second fall and then it rebounded. Um, they're big enough and it's the consumers are asking for it here and in the, in the US yeah. and others, uh, along with Klarna. I think they're the behemoths. Uh, for the smaller players in that, uh, that short-term smaller loan space, yeah. uh, like uh, Saison, like OpenPay, I think they're going to struggle. Uh, Split it has a different model, which is really about utilizing your existing Visa and MasterCard level yep. limits. So they've got the big boys helping them out in Visa and MasterCard. They might be okay to differentiate, but certainly taking a bit of profits because again, mm. once that deflates, we've seen this in the past, that's even before regulation risk. Yeah. Um, I think it's gonna be a while before the enthusiasm can drive them again. again. They got a bit silly over the last couple of weeks, yep. to be fair. They have. They got yeah. very silly. Yep. Um, that there is a scene in something about Mary, that old, that great, <laughs> not the, that great, not that scene, no, not that scene, David. I wasn't going to go there, but good, good that somebody did. But no, there is, there is a scene in something about Mary where Ben Stiller is driving down the highway and he picks up the serial killer as the hitchhiker. Yeah. And the serial killer says, um, I'm going to have this great new product called Seven Minute Abs. And Ben Stiller says, Well, what happens if someone comes in with Six Minute Abs? And the guy says, well, you know, you can't have six minute abs. It doesn't work. Everything's seven. <laughs> this is the problem with the buy now, pay later yeah. sector. Yeah. And we've seen this yesterday with PayPal coming in and saying, well, it's not going to cost you any more yeah. as a merchant to do PayPal. That you've for, already got. What's it? Four, four for one or four, yeah. uh, pay for four yes. um, to do that system. Now, that's the six minute abs. Now, someone will come along with the five minute abs and the four minute abs. Yep. The question is whether the four minute abs actually works or the six minute abs works. Um, for Flexi, it's a kind of a different story to some extent. And I like Flexi Group and I own it in the small cap portfolio that I run, um, even at these dodgy levels. Rebecca James, who's the CEO, has done a really good job in simplifying what was an absolute 
mess of a business. Yeah. It was businesses everywhere, different names, different branding. She's getting everything under one brand, basically, which is mm. Hum. And she's changing the name of Flexi Group to Hum. Flexi Group's the only one of these guys that makes any money. Right, mm. yeah, yeah, And yeah. it does look pretty cheap. On the, ah, on the, if, if, so th this is Hum. This is yeah. Hum. Ah, this okay. is going right. to be Hum. Right. And there's another thing called Bundle with no E, yeah, yeah. Um, which is going to be part of it. So they're going to change the name to Hum at the AGM. Right. And this is the, this is the fuddy-duddy buy now, pay later. Yep. That, you know, Harvey Norman with the 60 months interest-free credit, kind mm. of the flexi rent, yep. your computers, all this sort of stuff. But it has more products, consumer, yeah, financial. And, and they're kind yeah. of now trying to whittle them down. Right. Um, it, they're doing a capital raising at the moment, 120 million bucks. They've got the Insto entitlement offer. 99% people took that up, which is good, Dollar fourteen. so it's a bit mm. underwater at the moment having had this sort of PayPal effect yeah. that we've seen. Um, so, but this is key, if they can get the 120 million mm. bucks in the, in the tin, they'll be debt free. Right. They'll have a big credit facility, they, they'll have a sparkly new name yeah. mm. and a simplified offering. They're trying to sell their commercial and leasing business. Um, they are in a different demographic to Afterpay and, yeah. and Zip to some extent. They tend to be a thousand dollar plus Purchases they tend right. to be bigger, whereas Afterpay I think the average is like two hundred bucks or something. Yep. Yep. It's a new outfit for your Instagram yeah. um, selfie. Um, so these guys are in a different kind of position. So there is a risk with bad debts, as Chris says, because they have got more money at risk. Yeah. Um, but I think you know if if they can just become a bit cooler yep. and a bit more in touch mm. with the millennials okay. with with hum and bundle as opposed to. Oh, flexi group, flexi rent, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I think they, they can do well and carve out a niche. The, the whole PayPal entry and the, the yeah. five-minute abs is really not helpful to their cause at the moment, but it, they've certainly been slammed less than the split-its, the sizzles. Yeah. And I think Chris is right. That they're, they're, when you go to the checkout, there's two, there's two usually that are there. There's the afterpay and zip, that's it. You don't mm. see the, the yeah. other ones. Yeah. Um, so I think there okay. will be two that survive. But Flexi's a buy for me. Okay. Good information there. There you go, Jocelyn. Just as the heat's gone around and buy now, pay later. A good old stager there that well, has got the resources. Let's see. All right, let's uh, just recap the uh, the last five stocks on car sales. A hold from Chrissy. Yes, from Henry. Um, people infrastructure. Yep, good business. If you can get it around that 2 to 240 uh, mark, certainly worth looking at. Uh, Omni Bridgeway, a hold from Chris and No from, um, from Henry. Uh, Capital Health, maybe a switch into Volporo. Um, and Flexi Group, a no from Chris, but a yes from Henry um, with a good new chief executive and good branding. Uh, gentlemen, thank you for that. Good to Pleasure. see you. Pleasure. Yeah, Henry Jennings from Marcus Day, Chris McDonald from Morgan's. Great to see you. Uh, let us know when the next show is coming up. I will. Right. It'll be 2022. Excellent. All right. <laughs> That's our show for today. Any stocks you'd uh, like us to cover, flick us an email, the call at osbiz.com.au or tweet us using the at TV handle. Reminder where to find all the stocks in the calls portfolio, osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. And uh, if you want to catch up with everything that's happened during the day, uh, sign up for the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance and startups. It's the wrap of the day from Scuddy and Nadine. Uh, you can subscribe at osbiz.co slash join. We'll have it in your inbox by 5.30 Eastern every Monday to Friday. And if you're looking for new investment opportunities, Startup Daily Show could be the one for you. Maybe you need to look into cryptocurrency. Don't get me started. Um, on the Daily Show, da uh, Startup Daily Show coming up, Shane Stevenson, Chief Executive of Cointree, uh, talking about how investors can make uh, solid returns using digital currencies. Any advertising for Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies using my image is a scam, I should say, and it's been annoying me for months. I report them all the time, but they keep popping up. So. I just have to keep warning people. That's it for uh, the call. Uh, more Ausbiz coming up. Don't go away.